Hello and welcome to Talking Wow, the podcast where we talk about World of Warcraft, believe it or not. My name is Sam and today we are going to be delving into part two of our Dawn of the Infinite Mega Dungeon Review Spectacular episode. Because the Mega Dungeon was so mega, we had to split it up into two episodes. And I can't do this alone. I do have a party member with me today, and that is my co-host, Marty. Hey, Marty. Hello. I'm here too, and I healed. I healed the group. You, you did. You kept us alive. And now it's time to talk about our experiences in the second half of this mega dungeon. And if you haven't done the dungeon or you haven't listened to our first part of our review of this, maybe you want to do that because... We are continuing on. Is this where you say, and there will be a link up here, and then because we're not on video, you can see us pointing up towards the top edge of the screen. But there will maybe, if we remember to put it in, be a link up here, right? Oh, probably, yeah. Probably, if you're lucky. <laughs> so yes, we we ventured into the Dawn of the Infinite, and we are faced with a new reality as we start the second half of this dungeon and we're we're in is this the bad timeline marty is that what it is um yes i, I guess this is a, a timeline that has been changed um by by yeah the infinites yeah the, the infinite dragonfly are reshaping their image of of what the timeline is supposed to be and we kick things off with a battle against an altered tier who is now the infinite keeper and well he's basically saying you know he's meet he's finally uh, met his full potential thanks to the infinite dragonflight which i would question he hasn't because he dropped like a fly you know he 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 dropped very quickly for us and <laughs> maybe he wants to reconsider that actually the infinite dragonflight wasn't the wasn't the right choice perhaps but no this this one kicks off sort of reminiscent of just how the the dungeon starts off there's just very little trash and then suddenly here we go you're <laughs> you're here for another uh boss encounter which to be honest is is pretty much a theme in the mega dungeon like there's not not too much trash here before we get started I mean, it is a, a, a fairly pretty forward fight. Uh, it, it is again one of those, you know, don't don't stand in, in the bad stuff. Uh, for the uh, healer specifically, that's a, a, a little interesting mechanic as well, with two people. And I think it's sort, sort of like a theme in, in this dungeon as well. Um, but on this particular fight, there is two dots going around on two different people, and uh, they will expire if, if you just leave them on they will expire at the same time and do a lot of damage to everyone um, so what you want to do is you want to stagger it you want to um, dispel one and then uh, it will explode and then you have time to heal up everyone else and then you can dispel the other one or let it uh, expire by itself um, so so yeah healing wise this is uh, you know it's stuff that I like it, it's a little bit of a, of a thing for, for the healer to do and think about I'm glad I don't have that responsibility. <laughs> just, you know, go and hit the things, then they die. And just, you know, don't even realize that healers are having to navigate things like that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
it's one of those things where if you do it incorrectly, like I did uh, uh, when we did it, <laughs> I, I just I got it and the melee DPS got it, and they also do AOE damage. That's why I want to dispel it. Um, I, uh, so I dispelled myself, just being you know, um, just you know, thinking about myself first, and didn't realize that oh, the other one was a melee dude who now couldn't DPS because he had to stay away from. <laughs> So I probably should have dispelled him first uh, before myself. So, yeah, small mistakes were made, but we made it anyway. Well, you know, there's probably various timelines where you got it right first time. And I don't know if that's a good segue for the next part of this mega dungeon where we return inside the walls of the the dawn of the infinite mega dungeon, I suppose, because where where it all began and suddenly, well... The infinite dragonfly have an entire army here waiting for us, but fortunately, we don't have to fight them because Chromie works some magic and speeds up the time waves, and we are presented with this gauntlet where we have to navigate through all sorts of exploding orbs and, and such. Like you know, I feel like we've trained our whole life, haven't we, for <laughs> not standing in stuff and avoiding stuff. I feel like this was the moment. It's like okay run through this gauntlet, avoid everything, and make it to the other side. There's been a few um, of these type of, of uh, um, events in, in previous dungeons as well, like Mythic Plus dungeons, um, where it is always interesting to see people who have, you know, find this kind of stuff easy, and people who don't find this kind of stuff easy. So um, I think in our run, I, I got through it in the first try, Um but that is not how I got through the, the, the previous few times I've done it. I definitely have, have learned a, a small tactic of things that I can do now to, to get through it. But the first time, I had to just use the portal that some of the other players were uh, graciously enough uh, to open up for us, uh, us noobs who couldn't figure out how to get through it. <laughs> yeah, so when you make it to the other side, there is something to click on that, that opens a portal. And mm. I don't know how exactly it works if, like, Obviously, what just one person probably needs to make it through. Yeah, but does that portal opening get sped up if there's more, multiple people there? I'm not completely sure. Um, it, it definitely felt like it because we were two people who got through. Uh, well, I, I think I got through first, and but I didn't get to channel it for long enough before the other uh, person yeah. got through as well. So I'm actually not sh- sure. Um, it might be sped up the more people you are. Um, which uh, you know, if if you think about it in a, like a mythic plus sentence, it, it would make sense, and it actually also you know, it, it 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 takes time to channel it, which I think is pretty cool because it, it does you know make mythic plus like you need to get through if you want to get the good time. You cannot just you know wait for the other ones to open it because it yeah. actually takes uh, takes some time to open it on the other side. So uh, and and obviously. Uh, I don't know how the the graveyard runs are. Uh, I, I, maybe Blizzard are very you know mean and have placed placed the graveyard behind this thing. So if you you know have it open the portal, then you need to run through it again, stuff like that. It, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's going to be interesting seeing that on Mythic Plus. Just how people are going to get on with those those gauntlets because it it is a bit of a, a move away from just regular mechanics. Because usually those mechanics you you're learning them in a boss fight right you're not expecting that on the way to the boss fight so having this extra element of like okay this is just an area where we can gain or lose time and actually i think that i mean to me that seems quite fun 
like having these extra things where it's like it's not always on the boss fight it's actually there's ways like we can get to the boss quicker and you know in conventional dungeons that's been like well don't pull that we can avoid that patrol and things like that whereas this is just a straight up hey here here's the thing do it right (laughs) yeah and, and funny enough, BFA actually had not just one, but two of these dungeons, um, where the first one, and this is where I absolutely don't remember what, what it's called, um, but it actually had uh, like, like a lot of electricity balls that are floating around, and you need to move through them, or you get teleported back to, to where you began. Uh, and then in the uh, Mega, the, actually the other Mega Dungeon, uh, the Mega Dungeons are from BFA. They also had like where you needed, needed to hide in vents, uh, while a lot of small Was this robots. Mega Gone, yeah, where a lot of robots walking around, and you need to hide in the vents to not get uh, um, discovered. Um, and that one in particular uh, was was interesting to see because if you've done it like a thousand times and run it as a mythic cluster a lot of times, then you you figured out the route that these robots were going, so you could get through really quickly, but. So you could easily see, you know, who who used to it doing it and who wasn't used to doing it. So it, it's one of those small fun things that some people don't find fun if they can't figure out how to do it. <laughs> yeah, we we move on from there. If you make it through, you know, maybe you didn't. Maybe you're just stuck. Your entire group just got stuck in a never-ending nightmare where you couldn't make it through this gauntlet, and uh, you just had to leave it there. But if you did make it through here, you were rewarded then with a lot of sand basically uh which you know it's it's always good just don't get it in your shoe and you find yourself facing off against the bad chromie which is morchi and morchi is well somewhat spearheading this this timeline for for the uh, for the start of this second half of the dungeon and well it's all about hats isn't it marty it's all about hats (laughs) this is definitely all about hats um, Mochi has a, an ability where uh, they multiply themselves uh, around the platform uh, and uh, you need to be standing next to the correct Mochi before the time is up and they will explode the platform. Um, and I can tell you that in my our first run, this was definitely a, a, a fight um, that gave us quite um, you know a few retries uh, to, fi- to figure out where to stand. It looked like in the group we were running, though, that the correct Morchi got marked straight away. Now, either our tank was just very, very good, or that was an add-on that did that. It could be either. I I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there are like some kind of, of a weak aura or something like that that has already been developed for this. Um, but yeah, when we did it quick the first question, time... Quick question regarding about that, then. Mm-hmm. Just, we'll go off a little tangent. How do you feel about that? Like, a specific mechanic like that, where you need to select the right one, but an add-on could just flag up the right answer. How do you feel about that? I mean, it's... it's I, I feel like... I, I think I have to, I'm sort of like in two minds about it. Um, on one end, I think this is a fun mechanic. It's something where you need to pay attention to what's actually going on. Uh, so obviously, uh, uh, you know, if someone, if someone can mark it and you can... You, work together you know to 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 overcome it that that's a fun mechanic to me but on the other hand i can also because i've also been playing a lot of mythic plus so i can also see it from that standpoint well it's like you know what i've done this 
don't do so many times if if this can just get a little bit easier by me having this uh, uh weak aura or something like that then i'll take that as well so it's sort of like yeah i don't know i have i have, I have a foot in both camps i think very diplomatic answer there <laughs> i'll just say it shouldn't be able to happen i don't think add-ons should be able to, to track something like that like override a, a mechanic like that you, sh- you should learn your hats that's all i'll say about that <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, again, it, I think it depends on, on, again, where are you on the spectrum from casual to hardcore? Um, because, you know, those hardcore people just, you know, who are just doing Mythic Plus, they'll just want to get through the easiest ways. So they will always do shenanigans like this. Uh, whereas casual people are probably enjoying mechanics like this a little bit more. Or maybe they don't. Maybe they hate it as well. I don't know. <laughs> so after we uh, have uncovered which is the right Morchi, and sadly, you know, we we defeat Morchi, and we wonder if Chromium and Morchi will ever be friends in some other timeline. Hopefully, because that would be nice. Uh, we head off to the time-lost battlefield, where, as Chromie excellently put it, we see the Horde and the Alliance fighting against each other, which could be any point in time. Like, it's really hard to pinpoint when this exactly is except now it's not now except right now it's not now no it's definitely in the past it's not right now could be in the future who knows don't want to spoil anything for you there but this is an encounter that is dependent on your faction isn't it marty yeah uh i mean i only know the uh as an alliance player that you were playing uh, you were uh, fighting Garrosh. um hellscream Gramosh. Whereas if you are a power player, uh, you'll be fighting Anduin Lothar. Um, so it is uh, uh, faction-based uh, what you're going to fight. Um, but uh, but yeah, to be 100% honest, I still don't fully understand what's going what's going on in this fight because I think we pretty much just one-shot it every time I've been here. Um, it is you know just the usual don't stand in, in things I find and, and then just you know kill the boss. It's just a battlefield, Marty. That's it. You know, it's just... It is. It's just a fight. Although, I think... I think it would have been cooler if... If... This was set somewhere. Like, not within the... Like, Dawn of the Infinite Mega Dungeon, but some... You were just, like, teleported to a battleground. Not not a battleground. Or maybe a battleground. I don't know. But maybe just somewhere... You know, like... uh, You've got the landscape. You've got some trebuchets firing off in the background. Obviously, take a lot of artwork to do that. But yeah, it just felt like oh, there's there's Gromash or there's Anduin Lofar, and yeah, that you know it it's it's not going to go down as like one of the the epic battles of the Horde and the Alliance, is it really? Uh, no, probably not this particular one. But I, you know, it's also I think there is I kind of like the the atmosphere as well because it is called the infinite battlefield you know so it's infinite it's going on it's you know the time loop or whatever um because you know up on you know at least in history up until now that's how it's been right but all alliance always been fighting each other almost like an infinite loop yep until the cycle got broke and speaking about breaking the cycle i suppose we then move on to the finale Chrono Lord Deus and the Infinite Dragonflight, they they wanna bring in this new order to Azeroth. 
And, you know, we've had so many encounters with the infinite dragonflight, like throughout our time playing World of Warcraft. They've always been there, haven't they? Meddling in the past, and we've had to go back and fix things. But this has felt like, you know, a lot of years building up to actually having a showdown where we can sort them out once and for all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, the whole Marathon um, um, quest line, or just the storyline, I suppose, that, you know, has been going on since when? How long? When did we know about Marathon the first time? Was that Wrath, I think? That's one of the first time I remember, at least, for those um, Wrath dungeons that got added later on in a patch. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a long time, and I know the, like, the Infinite Dragonflight themselves, that started pretty much like in the caverns of time back in the burning crusade and finally it's a showdown what a place to have a showdown i mean we talked about it a little bit in the last episode when we we fought a ritokron and we've got this backdrop again of galakron but this time you know we're we're a bit closer to the teeth and it's, <laughs> it's such an epic sort of like picturesque place in history and, and again we talked about it a lot in the last episode, but I think it's it is actually worth coming here again for another fight because obviously they've they've reused some of the the assets and the art because we're basically repeating where we are, but just it's a different timeline. Mm-hmm. But I I have no qualms like coming here again and and having a big fight. No, me neither. And and the fight itself is is, is pretty good fun. There's a few different mechanics that is also interesting. And again, here come you know the theme again. It's in twos, um, where two zones are being placed on the battleground on 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 top of players. Um, and uh, you know, if it's like basically these energy balls going down towards the the ground. If someone is standing in the zone, they'll move down move down slowly. If somebody's not standing they will move, move down fast so uh, and when they hit the ground then they will explode if both of them explode at the same time then you're pretty much dead um, so you don't want that so you want one player to stay in and another player to get out it will explode put a debuff on the group when the debuff has expired then you can move out of the other one and make that one explode on the ground and you should be safe um, so again it, it's Probably something healers most of the time will have to deal with, uh, in, in my experience, where the, the healer is just you know taking charge and, and being like, I'm the one staying in, everybody else just get the hell out of those zones. Uh, I mean, obviously anyone can do this, any range, anybody, but it is probably uh, going to be a healer thing, I reckon. Yes. A lot going on there, isn't there? But you, you expect it for the, you know, the finale. It's not supposed to be straightforward and like do, do you think this is a fitting end to this mega dungeon i think so i think so i mean the first time i was here it took us quite a few tries i even think that we basically ran out of time for the evening so we had to come back like the day after or something like that because uh, people had to to get to bed people have work and, and stuff like that in the morning so um, I definitely feel like this this is a good good encounter. I really really enjoy this. How frustrating it might have been there for the first time when you start to get the hang of it. I'm like, yeah, this is actually it's a good encounter. I, I really really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean it's a great setting, and you've got the you know the the proto aspects there as well. So you're you're there with the whole gang. You know, you, Alex Straz is there, Ysera, 
you got Naltharia and Malagos and Nosdormi just in their, you know, their proto-Drake form as well. So it's like, oh, actually, I, am, am I older than these dragons now? Or, <laughs> you know, they just feel like little babies almost. And you, when you inevitably defeat Chronologos, then, you know, that's when we get a little bit more of the story as well. And Eridocron, who we juked it out a little bit with earlier on in the dungeon, the first half, he's back. And we get a little teaser of like what he might be up to. And what, like, what is it he's, he actually gets from this? As I understand it, uh, it's the hunger from Galakron. So um, the reason why Galakron, you know, ate so many uh, of his fellow peers went, you know, cannibalistic and grew in size. Um, so I wonder... The what, reason why uh, he puts so many all-you-can-eat restaurants out of business as well. <laughs> exactly. So I wonder what, uh, yeah, what, what they want with, with that and what they want it for. He needs to use it for. Interesting. And Eridocron then departs through a shadowy-looking portal uh, or a void-looking portal. And, well, we, we, don't know, we don't know where they're off to. And One small interesting thing is, and I don't know if I'm the only one who noticed or other people have noticed as well, when he's looking into that uh, whatever he's holding, that, that item, you can see, you know, it, it has the void colors and, and void moving around inside of it. And then you can see the eyes from him. And I'm like, I've seen this before. Where have I seen this before? And then I realized, oh, this is totally like the front cover of StarCraft. It, it looks like StarCraft. So is this like the two universes emerging now? Is that what's happening? Or is this just me reaching? <laughs> I mean, that is a prediction, isn't it? I didn't, did not see that coming. Um, <laughs> I mean, StarCraft hasn't been doing much recently. So, you know, maybe they're going to... Uh, get Jim Rayner out of retirement and fly him over to Azeroth and he's going to take care of the <laughs> the incarnates. I don't know. Uh, probably not. That might be a stretch. <laughs> well, I just found it so interesting or so, so funny that, it, it, you know, everything that... I'm pretty sure if you take those two images and put them side by side, you, you can definitely see that they are looking very similar. <laughs> yeah, and maybe that's intentional of just like, hey, here's a little nod uh, to the uh, the eagle-eyed people that that notice this. Maybe. But yes, that that brings to the end the Mega Dungeon. And, well, I think overall, like, through these two parts that we've discussed, like, I think we are big fans of Mega Dungeons and also just the extra bit of creativity that I feel like the developers maybe have with these. You know, wh- whereas regular dungeons feel very much like they're you know getting you from a to b to c to d very quickly and mega dungeons you know you you get to fire a load of bosses into a big old instance and you know add some fun stuff along there as well and are are you like looking forward to running more of this marty especially you know once it's in its mythic phase are you going to be looking forward to getting this one pop up I mean, it's one of those things you don't really know until you've tried it because fights, you know, when there's like a modifier that, that increases the damage by multiple hundred percent, um, you know, fights change a little bit in character or, or can change quite a bit in character. So it's one of those things where right now, 
why we don't have these in the Mythic Plus situation. I'm looking forward to them. Ask me in a couple of months. I might hate one or maybe even both of them. Or maybe I love them. Who knows? <laughs> Only future Marty will know that. Yeah, and that timeline has yet to be discovered. But the timeline we're on right now is coming to an end. The grains of sand just about done. That's it, really. There's there's nothing left to say except we made two episodes about a mega dungeon, so it must have been all right. <laughs> I've been Tom. That's been Barty. And we've been talking wow. Thanks for tuning in, champion. Did you enjoy this episode of Talking Wow? If so, why not drop a review on your podcast catcher of choice or leave us a comment? You can find Talking Wow on Twitter or YouTube over at Talking Wow. Hope to see you again soon. <laughs> <laughs>